0: welcome back into the tide talk podcast stacy blackwood with jake thomas jake how you doing man
1: and i'm doing great uh man i just want to shout you out for a minute man that uh that weekly little uh this uh weekend and uh tide talk man that's uh that's a great idea uh really good call there brother
0: oh yeah i appreciate that uh, and i uh, surprisingly it's went over really well and i appreciate uh the support we got for that and that's something we're going to continue to do and you know we got we got some feedback on it you know maybe dropping some snippets from the previous podcast uh you know in there and that is, that is certainly something we can do so we'll continue to work on that to improve that and yeah. so we, we appreciate the support and the feedback so far and it's it's went really well so uh, that is something we're going to continue to do uh but let's move on with this podcast uh, Pretty busy show. A lot that's going on right now. Of course, uh, uh, just to kind of recap what happened uh, this this last week before we get into the Scott Cochran thing, uh, the men's basketball team did take uh, get a big get a big win against Ole Miss Saturday, uh, and then they, they took a heartbreaking loss to uh, Mississippi State. Uh, I think it was Tuesday night of this week. So they went one and one over the last two. Uh, you know that's not really surprising if we're being honest, and uh, you know the injury bug just continues to, to to hurt this this Alabama basketball team. John Petty goes down early in that game. Uh, he was he was he had already made two three pointers in the first nine minutes of the game. So uh, and, you know anybody that, that watches Alabama and watches John Petty, you know if he starts a game out two for three, it's it's probably going to be a long day for the opposing team, and and we were going to need that type performance from John Petty to get that road win. and uh, but, but give the team credit. They hung in there. They fought hard. Uh, Herb Jones, uh, he fouled out with several minutes to go in the game, and the team still just kept fighting and battling, and uh, they were shorthanded and uh, just just fell short uh, against Mississippi State, who who is, a, who is a good team, who has a chance to make the tournament, and, and truthfully, Alabama still has a chance to make the tournament. They're, they're, their hopes are not dead yet. So uh, win out and maybe get a win. In the SEC tournament, and you're right back in there with a chance to make the tournament. So we'll just see what happens with them. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the South Carolina game here in a minute. But kind of rewinding a little bit, what's happened? Uh, of course, the, the softball team that they they uh, we did mention how they had a good weekend in our uh, yeah. this weekend Tide Talk. Uh, they were able to secure uh, last weekend. They were able to secure wins against Wichita State. Penn State on two different occasions and Louisville on two different occasions. So they, uh, they went, uh, five and zero last weekend to improve their record to, nine and five. And they, they seem like they're really starting to find their way, uh, uh, after the, the kind of slow start this season.
1: Yeah. Um, what was impressive, uh, in, uh, the last three wins there against Louisville, Penn State, and again, Louisville again, um, oh. we, we, we ended it early. Uh, the uh, first Louisville game we won nine nothing. It was a five inning game. The uh, Penn State we won fourteen to six, six inning game. And then again Louisville again ten to nothing in a five inning game. Now I don't know how good Louisville is in South I do keep up with them, but I mean when when you shut out you know a team uh, twice in the same tournament or in the same day pretty much. I mean, well actually one of them was uh, Saturday and the other one was Sunday. But still it's uh, it's really impressive. So I, I think they're on the upswing. And uh you know we don't don't need to cry wolf yet because uh I, I knew uh, the the first couple of games are just a fluke. This team's a whole lot better than, than that that has come out of the gate a little slow, but but
0: they they're getting their feet underneath them now. Yeah, I mean they got they got three shutouts out of five games over last weekend, so that's that, that's impressive, regardless of who you're playing it's it's hard to shut out anybody. Uh, and and the, the, the midweek game this week was, was canceled. They were supposed to play UAB, and uh, UAB was talking something about the weather. But I think they just chickened out. But that's, that's, that's for another discussion. So the yeah. softball is, is back on track. Uh, they're they're uh, hosting a, uh, the Easton Crimson Classic this weekend in Tuscaloosa. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of games going on. Uh, Arizona's going to be in town. And Alabama will actually face Arizona Saturday uh, at 4 p.m. Central Time. So, that, that's that's a big-time matchup. So, if anybody's going to be in T-Town this weekend, like myself, try to make it to that 4 p.m. game against Arizona. That's going to be a big-time game. And earlier that day, they actually play UT Arlington. And, uh, well, actually, they play Arizona twice. Excuse me. They do. Yeah, they play Arizona Friday night as well. So, if you can make it Friday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh that's a big tournament they're hosting this weekend. A lot of things are going on this weekend in Tuscaloosa, as we're going to continue to talk about. But that's a little bit about the softball team at this moment in time. Like I said, they uh, after after the kind of slow start, they're back on track with. A, they're nine and five right now, with plenty of opportunity ahead. So, like Jake said, don't give up on the soft, softball team yet. Yeah, and don't kind, don't. Of, kind of staying with the ladies. Uh, we need to we need to brag on our women's basketball team. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, last week when we had Hunter on, we, he kind of kind of talked about how this team just kind of it's kind of a strange team. They uh, they seem to have really good athletes, but they just can't seem to get over that hump. And the last two games on the road against top twelve teams, they've come they've come away with victories. That they beat Mississippi State on Sunday. Was it was Sunday, major. wasn't it? I believe so. Mm-hmm. And then then tonight they they got the upset at Texas A and M. So. Two two huge road wins for for, for Christy Curry and, and the girls basketball team and we're really proud of those girls and uh, they have a chance to finish with a 500 record and uh in SEC play uh, with a win this Sunday against uh, I believe it's Missouri so they, they finish they finish the season uh, like I said this sun the regular season this Sunday in inside of Coleman Coliseum uh, against. Uh, against missouri and and this is this is an opportunity to to finish with a uh with a 500 record for the first time in the christy curry era so she's finished seven and nine on two different occasions and uh so this this is a good opportunity for her to have a uh have a 500 record in sec play so uh so make sure you you're there to root on the uh the, the women's team as they play uh this sunday against missouri and i believe it is uh it's about it's it's an afternoon game, uh, maybe one thirty or two thirty. I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Uh, it's twelve forty p.m. So uh, Sunday around lunchtime that they host Missouri to to try to get to that five hundred record overall. So make sure you continue to sort uh, to support the ladies' basketball team. Anything you want to add on them, real quick, Jack? Uh, just uh,
1: you know, I've been really impressed with them. Um, you know, we talked before. Um, you know, looking at their schedule uh this year and, and the and the games they played in, you know, I don't think they've been like blown out by anybody. They've been close in, in every game. That's including the South Carolina game. I know I think South Carolina won like ninety three to seventy eight, but they was they was in that game uh pretty much all game until I think late in the fourth quarter. And uh but but I mean they they've been there. They just could not make shots there late, kind of like the, the men's team. Um you know, to to make a shot late to to get him over the hump, but but these last two games have been great for him. Um, but uh, on another positive note, man, what about the what about the baseball team? I mean, Coach Bo Hannon, I mean, we we brag about him all the time, but man, he he he's done an outstanding job. And this team, yes, it is really young. Let's see how they do in the SEC play. But right now, now the future for for Alabama baseball is bright.
0: Oh, there, there's no question about it. Uh, like Jake mentioned, that they're undefeated still. They're nine and zero with, of course, the, the weekend sweep against UNLV. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they got they got a win against uh, UT Martin on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday they actually fell behind pretty. I think in the first inning of that game, three to nothing or something along those lines, and uh, they were able to come back and get the get the victory uh, Wednesday, twelve to six over Middle Tennessee State. So. Really proud of this team that they they got a weekend series at home uh, coming up this weekend against Harvard. Uh, so, like I said, we've we've talked about Gumps giving this weekend
1: mm-hmm.
0: because there's just a million things athletically going on right now at the University of Alabama. Yeah. So, uh, that and that's just one of them. That, like I said, they got a three game series with uh, with Harvard. Friday's game is at three. Harvard is at two. or Saturday's game is at two, and then, and then Sunday they play at ten thirty in the morning, to kind of accommodate the softball team that's that, that'll have a have another game. So uh, let's uh, like I said, if if you're going to be in Tuscaloosa this weekend, make sure you try to make as much as go to as many of these events as you possibly can. Uh, like like I mentioned, uh, uh my wife and myself we're going to be down there this weekend to celebrate our anniversary. So uh, we're going to drive down Friday night or Friday evening when she gets off work and uh, we'll be staying in there Friday night. So we'll be down there all day Saturday. We're going to spend the night Saturday night and then we'll come back sometime Sunday. So we're going to be down there. So, so make sure you you hit me up on Twitter uh, and maybe we can meet up and uh, just, just kind of put a face to to, to a voice. So, so y'all can see me. I love to meet as many of y'all as I can down there. So hopefully we can make that happen. So like I said, big weekend, in Tuscaloosa and a big weekend for the baseball team. And uh, it, I, I don't know what else to say about this baseball team. They're just, they just have something of they have an edge about them. And, and like Jake mentioned, yeah. we know things are going to be a little different when it comes to ACC time. But I, I mean, going undefeated winning your first nine games, regardless of your opponent, that that's pretty yeah. impressive. So, uh, so shout out to the baseball team and Brad and they, they're doing a great job, and you know, really, the the uh, it's just a couple of weeks away before ACC play starts. So uh, we we'll get to find we we'll get to find out about this team.
1: Yeah, and I want to make the comment that uh, I have seen uh, on Twitter today that some people said that the baseball teams having their you know is winning all these games, and our one of our uh, best players, TJ Reeves, he's really come out cold to start the season. So once he gets gets going and the guys can stay, you know, healthy and, and stay, you know, hit like they have been, man, it's, it's going to be a good year. I believe. Uh, I think, I think uh, Hunter mentioned uh, around the uh, 12 to 15 range on wins in the SEC. And I think we, I think we could truly get to that and uh, we can get back to uh, the to SEC tournament again.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's any question about that. I I, I think that, the uh the young pitching staff is, is something something to look out for uh you know cuz SEC batters are no joke so uh it, it's it's going to be hard for for them to I mean that they've pitched really well early on uh so that that is something to watch out for but the way guys are the offense is what is what's been incredible i mean I, i'm looking at the uh, right now the team the team average is is 3.16 batting average is 3.16 wow uh the the team's slugging percentage is 549. The on base percentage is, is is 408. So I mean they they're getting on base. Uh, and you know they got they got some guys that can play multiple positions, and we talked about that. You know guys like a uh, uh, Brett Auerbach, he's played multiple positions so far this season. Uh, so is Peyton Wilson. So uh, it it's just a team that's 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 capable of doing a multitude of things and. Uh, somebody, uh, Sam Prater, uh, has played outstanding. He's, mm-hmm. hit several, he's hit a few bombs this season so far. Uh, of course, so is, so is the Canadian Hammer uh, Owen yeah. Diodati. So, I mean, it's just there, there's some power in the lineup. There's some good average. We, we talked about Brett Auerbach. He's hit four bombs, and he's not even a big guy. So, uh, it's just this team is is really impressed me both at the plate and on the mound uh in the season so far and uh like like Jake mentioned and you know like Hunter mentioned this team has a chance to make some noise in SEC play and and hopefully can make it to that SEC tournament and uh you know get get into the NCAA tournament so we'll just see, we'll just see what happens a long ways from now there's a lot of baseball season to go so uh but just to continue to support the team and uh uh Brad Bohannon is, is turning this thing around oh definitely well, we do have a few questions uh, from Twitter and uh, we we want to and and one of them we're gonna go, we're gonna kind of lead into to what so uh, what one of the questions was by talking about this first uh, of course the biggest news of this week has been the departure of uh, Scott Cochran to be the special teams coordinator at Georgia and before we even really talk about Jack what was your Initial reaction to the
1: news. You know, I was—I—I I don't want to say I was, I was shocked because you know, a couple of years ago, when, when Kirby did leave, there was rumors that Cochran was going to leave then, but I believe Saban gave him, uh, you know, pretty much an extension, gave him a little bit more pay, and he stayed. But I—and there's always been talk that that Cochran's wife and, and Kirby's wife been been best friends for years, so. I kind of had a feeling on on down the road he might leave, but as a special teams coordinator, eh, you know, I don't – I mean, he's a good coach, good strength and addition coach, but we'll see how his special teams is
0: next year. Yeah. My initial reaction was, well, crap, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, then he's – He's, he's been a, a, a main stay and, and, a, and a main factor in, in album success over the last what 13 years yeah which is which is crazy to think about 13 years, but uh, he has done a fantastic job uh, oh, yeah. but, but, but 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 now I mean he he, he works for the enemy, so he, he is now the enemy and exactly. uh, <laughs> you know i I tweeted that from my personal account earlier in the week and and I was not expecting. <laughs> the uh the amount of reaction that come from that it and blew up it did it it absolutely <laughs> blew up i'm i'm looking up looking up at it now and it had it had 533 likes and 34 retweets and countless replies yeah and 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 really everybody agree with me except for one douchebag uh <laughs> And, and he said, he said, that it was, he said, I'm also old school, and that was completely classless, what you said. And I'm wow. thinking, get a life, dude. It's freaking foot. I think I wrote back something like, this is football. We're talking about football. We're not talking about the Salvation Army. I mean, <laughs> I mean, good grief. It, it's people take themselves way too seriously. I mean, li- life is far too short a thing to take seriously.
1: <laughs> right. And and there's some former players like uh, Marquise Mays who who made the comment that, that this is going to hurt the program in the long run. And I retweeted his reply about that. And I was like, the net seven died Because, I mean, yeah, he, you know, cochran has been there for, like you said, 13 years, and he's been one of the, the main causes of the machine. But let's not forget, Nick Saban is still Nick Saban. I mean, he is the reason Alabama has had a sense of football this Past thirteen years, let's not forget that number one.
0: You're absolutely right. I mean, I I, I don't understand what. Look, one, one thing is is that he, Cochran had that personality that was just loud, and every, I mean everybody across the country knows who Scott Cochran is. So that's that's one reason that it's been overplayed and overhyped of how big of a deal it is. Look, this is not this is not gonna be the first time that Nick Saban's ever hired a strength and conditioning coach right so i mean let's 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 be real about that and uh and so that that's just how I feel about it it's not the end of the world there's plenty of good strength and conditioning coaches out there so let's and uh that's let's, why let's, let's be real
1: <laughs> yeah that's what I' was going to ask you is who uh, of course, we we see about Aaron Aaron Feld. You know his his name's been in the bucket for a while. But I'm gonna give you a guy who would be an under the radar, but would be would be a great hire if if Vic could come you know come to fruition. Because there's nobody talking about him. But I had a conversation with somebody about him of the other day, and that's Alex Spanos from Northwestern. You know, if we fall on Aaron Feld, he don't we can't get him to come back home. That, that guy right there might be a good one as well.
0: Uh, the, the name that I'm hearing now, uh, that that's, that's a really strong possibility is somebody that's, that's, that's got a lot of years of experience and it's kind of somebody that nobody would think about. It's, it's Chris Dawson, who's the director of strength and conditioning at Kansas state. He is, (laughs) uh, yeah, he is, he has actually been their director of strength and conditioning since 2010. Uh, mm-hmm. before that he was the, the strength coach at Kansas. And before that he was the strength coach at Missouri. He's worked in the XFL. Uh, he played at Oklahoma. He was a linebacker there in the mid nineties. Uh, so, uh, that that's somebody to look out for. And I'm hearing some good things about him from, from, from some sources. So that is the name to look out for. Of course, one of the first names that popped up was Aaron fell because of his connection. He did, he was a volunteer strength coach at Alabama, uh, the 2013-2014 season before he went to be the, the the head strength coach at north coach at north alabama and then he was the uh the assistant director of strength and conditioning at georgia before taking the the head football strength and conditioning coordinating job at oregon a couple years ago so and, and that, and, that. <laughs> do what now and that mustache <laughs> and and that incredible mustache it's like a foot wide <laughs> but uh so those are some names to watch out for, uh, but right now I'm being told that Chris Dawson is is somebody that that is a legitimate contender for, for this for this spot. A so that's that, that's that's just somebody to to look out for, and you know he can develop players because they get a bunch of one and two stars, and then by the time they're seniors, they got a really good football team with a bunch of big strong guys. So yeah, uh, that 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 is a, a very interesting name. So we'll just kind of see how that plays out. Uh uh but but losing Cochran is is a problem, but it's not a major problem and it's not something that Alabama can't overcome. So let's right. let's don't overstate it and let's don't understate it. But he's but but like I said, now he's the enemy. And yeah. not only did he go to a team that is a rival, but he goes to a team that we play this year in the third game of the season. So you know, kind of screw you, Scott Cochran. I mean <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason the reason Nick Saban hadn't put you as a position coach, as an on-the-field coach, is because he don't think you can do it. He thinks your best uh, ticket is to be the strength and conditioning coach. So, you know, he called that out when he, uh, I think, when, when, when Sal sensory wanted to be a de- defensive coordinator and that didn't work out for him. It's because he's a position coach. Not everybody's capable of being, uh, you know, what they, what they want to be. So, I mean, I, I I wish I could say I wish Scott Cochran the best, but I don't. Right. As a person, I hope he, everything goes all right for him. But coaching wise, mm. I mean, I hope, like I said, I hope, I hope Jalen Wall uh, gets a, gets a couple returns on him. Yeah, uh, I hope they shank a few field goals. So we'll, we'll see. We know how good they are at uh, faking punts. So we'll see if that's <laughs> how improved that is. <laughs> yep. Oh, but anyway, uh, back to our – we did have a have – a, we had a couple questions on Twitter. And before we get to the one that, that we're going to talk about, I do want to respect, respectfully deny to answer uh, the one from Jeff. Uh, and his – let me get his – his, his uh, Twitter handle at Jeff JeffJ1111. And uh, he, he asked us about the 2020 offensive line. You know, uh, you know, how good can it be? You know, the depth, some of the new faces. Uh, will we be able to, you know, run the ball effectively with all the talent we have in the backfield? Uh, will the pass protection need to be better without Tua's, uh, you know, real quick release and, and, and questions like that? And it's not that we don't want to answer right now. It's just that we, we want to wait and answer that in a few weeks or a couple of weeks, really, because spring practice starts in a couple of weeks, and we can kind of see some of those faces. The one thing I do want to say as far as, you kind of what the offensive line may look like. Uh, I don't, I, and I, I don't know. I don't have any sources. I'm just my opinion. Uh, the the big freshman that was at uh at, at left guard left guard this year. Uh, Evan I, Neal. Evan Neal. <laughs> Sorry, thank you, Jake. I uh, no, no had, a, had a brain fart. Uh, I, I I think his position is off, offensive tackle, and and I can see uh, Alabama shifting him out to to right tackle with the loss of Jedrick Wills uh, to the NFL draft. So uh, looking to fill that left guard position, somebody like Emil Echior who has, who has experience, uh, maybe Chris Owens slides back in the center and Landon Dickerson moves back to guard. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of talent. So uh, I wouldn't worry about the ov- offensive line just as a quick answer right now, but we can tell you a little bit more about the depth and, and kind of what the, the face of that offensive line is going to look like you know, once we have a few practices in spring practice this year.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, you know, I'm not going to go uh, off too far in it too, but um, I just made a comment that the offensive line, uh, you know, got better each and every game. And if we start out slow, I have no no doubts they'll get better uh, every game they play this coming up year.
0: Yeah, uh, and and he did mention something about the pass. I thought the pass production was fine last year. I, I thought our yeah. offensive line was – was as good as anybody else is in the country at the end of last season. So uh, I, I don't know if maybe he has a different opinion on that, but uh, I, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with the with the pass protection from last year. So and and really we're just losing Jedrick. So uh, I think the offensive line is going to be just fine in 2020. I agree. But, but before we go, we want to touch on the uh the the, the Bama hoops game because that's to me that's right now because they're they're still fighting for that tournament spot that's the biggest thing going on right now uh so uh Jake, just kind of what do you think about this game saturday and and how do you feel about the tournament chances
1: you know i I feel good about about saturday um i mean I still I don't know if anything's been been leaked or anything. I've not seen anything about John Petty. I don't know how serious his is. Um, but, you know, this team is, um, you know, they're just a couple shots away, like we said before. But um, getting South Carolina at home, I think, will, uh, really helps. Uh, I think they're going to come out, of course, the student uh, section and, and the fans. It's going to be loud at Coleman uh, Saturday night. I know you're going to be down there, so. I know you're probably Sunday, you're gonna be hoarse on the way back home, but um uh and then you know we end in the um uh, the season, the regular season, uh on Tuesday against Vandy. Uh that should be a win. And then the tournament, uh depending on seeding, uh where we get to. Um, you know, I think we need to win at least one or two in the tournament to to solidify our chances, but it all starts Saturday. We've got to win Saturday and we got to win Tuesday. And then get in the tournament and win a couple of those, and uh, to to have a chance.
0: Yeah, uh, I definitely think Saturday is a winnable game. I would feel much better if John Petty is available. Yeah. And like, I, I think the last I saw was that he was doubtful. But you know, basketball is one of those things; it, it can change last minute. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see him, and it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't play. So, wouldn't just kind of wait and see. But even without him, I think we have a good chance of beating South Carolina. Like Jake mentioned, we got a very winnable game against Vanderbilt uh, on, on the 3rd, which I think is Wednesday of next week. And then, of course, they, they finished the... Yeah, Tuesday. They finished the regular season uh, Saturday next Saturday at Missouri. So, really, yeah. all the last three games are very winnable. Uh, South Carolina is playing well right now. Missouri's playing well right now. Vanderbilt's better than they were. They're still not you know, very good, but, so all these games are winnable, uh, if you win those games, you you finished uh, 18 and 13 overall, which is, uh, which is not terrible for a team that's, you know, been hit with the injury bug, as bad as Alabama has this season, and then you also finish 10, 10 and 8 in a really good basketball conference, so uh, you, you would be finishing above 500 in a good basketball conference, you got 18 wins, and you still have a couple, you still have some games to play in your conference tournament, so the the Alabama is still very much alive when it comes to the NCAA tournament. I think I've seen where Ken Palm still gives him like a you know like a seventy five seventy six percent chance of making the tournament. So it's it's not completely out of the question. So don't give up on them yet. Coleman Coliseum needs to be completely packed out on Saturday night. Make it tough on South Carolina and and come away with a win and and, and get the first of these uh, of this three game winning streak to end the regular season going. Oh definitely. That would get us um I believe what's
1: every be like ten and eight, maybe nine nine and eight, something like that in the um, you know, in the bracket and and looking at it. We we could fall anywhere between looks like fifth and tenth, uh seeding wise. So, you know, it's it's uh all depends on, on how um, how we finish the season. And um the better your your seeding is, um the you know, pretty much easier opponents you're gonna get in a uh, tournament time. Which will make it easier to win them them two games. But talking about Kim Pum, I think uh, they said I seen what I said our our chances jump up to like ninety percent if we at least get nineteen wins. So I mean that's uh, that's a goal, you know, that what we, we need to shoot for is, is nineteen to twenty wins. I believe twenty. 20- yeah, tw- twenty win. I
0: mean, I, I, and and we're 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 always the op- optim optimistic about this team. Uh, they, uh, like I said, they're, they're 15 and 13 right now with three regular season games to go. So you win those games, you're sitting at 18 and 13, 10 and eight in conference play. And, uh, I imagine if they're 10 and eight, they're going to be somewhere around the sixth or seventh uh, seed in the sec tournament, maybe even fifth, depending on what happens around the league. And if you get that, you probably miss out on having to play Kentucky the second day of the tournament. So, uh, that seems to be Alabama's they, – they seem to always play well in that, that first round of the SEC tournament, and then they always play Kentucky. So, wow. and you know Kentucky's probably going to make the final every year in the SEC tournament or just about every year. So, it's, it's just kind of – they've always kind of had that bad draw. So, hopefully they can avoid that this year and, uh, and, and, you know, get to 19 or 20 wins. If they get to 19 wins, I feel uh, pretty good about it. If they get to 20 – I don't think there's any doubt that they make the tournament. So uh, let's just hold on. Let's, let's hold on our hope and uh, just keep getting wins and and, and pushing through and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, and I understand, you
1: know, I I had some discussion with people about it. I said, you know, they just say, I'm just constantly frustrated uh, by, by the basketball team. Well, yeah, I understand your frustrations, but but one for me, I'm not frustrated because I know how good this team is going to be in the future with, with Nate Oaks. I mean, like, and I and I try to tell him I said, we have four of our best players sitting on the bench with injuries or or NCA, you know, not getting a waiver from the NCAA. I mean, so next year they're gonna be back along with with uh, Keon Ambrose, along with maybe either Petty or Kyra, maybe both will come back with Herb Jones and and if Davis continues improving like he has, I know he kind of, he had a pretty, pretty terrible game the other night, but, um but he, he's shown improvement. So, and of course, Reese should be back as well. So, I mean, the, the future next year, I mean, I keep saying next year, but man, I, I'm just excited about the basketball team because I mean, like I said, the future is bright on the Nato's. I mean, we already see what, what he's done with his team and in one year,
0: and man, it's. I'm just, I'm just ecstatic about it. Yeah, you're, you're a 100% correct, Jake. And I try to tell myself that, that if Avery Johnson was coaching this exact team with the exact circumstances, that we would probably be like, I don't know, maybe, maybe have 10 wins right now. So, oh. uh, it's, uh, <laughs> we're very fortunate to have Oaks. I think the well, I, I know there's, there's there i have no doubt that that he he's going to get the job done he's just had extreme bad luck this season and yeah. and i hate to say luck because it, but I, i'm sorry luck exists whether people want to admit it or not and and of course you have these people who are so self-righteous that say well you make your own luck bullshit no you don't <laughs> Luck luck has nothing to do you know what what it is when you have two different players tear their ACL before the season start. It's called bad freaking luck. It is. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's, it's just bad luck. I'm, I'm sorry. So no, no, it's nobody's fault, it just it just happens, and it's it's bad luck. And, I, and I'm sorry if we had James Rojas and and uh, Jawan Gary. Good grief! Good grief! This team would be good, and hey, not great. even to mention JQ,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who the NCAA just inexcusably denied his waiver. I, I don't get it, and we've talked about it a thousand times. I think we talk about it every podcast, but it just pisses me off. I mean, it's uh, just so, it, it's just been a bad luck. Of course, we haven't even mentioned that that Herb's played several games now with a freaking club on his hand. Uh, yeah. he, he's missed a ton of practice time. Alex Reese has missed a ton of practice time because of his hip. He's going to have to have hip surgery this off season. So, I mean, just – now Petty's out. It's just it's just been just been a string of bad luck when it comes to injuries uh, for this team. So it's just so so people that are self righteous saying, "Well, there's no such thing as luck. Get over yourself. Don't be a prick." Alabama's had bad luck this season. Uh, if you don't believe me, just look at the at the injury report <laughs> from this season. And one one more thing about the NCA,
1: you know, waivers thing. You know, now they come out this uh, just recently that everybody is going to get a immediate waiver. Of course, a year, year too, too late, you know, for JQ. It's ridiculous.
0: Well, screw the NCAA. That's all I got to say. Exactly. Me too. Oh, but anyway, I think that's all we got for, for tonight. People, uh, we do appreciate y'all listening to us. And, and like I said, uh, my wife and myself, are going to be in Tuscaloosa this weekend. So make sure you hit us up, uh, just you know, DM me on Twitter or at me on Twitter, whatever you need to do. Mention me, whatever, you, whatever you need to do. I'd love to meet some of y'all. Uh, but before we go, uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Blackwood89,
1: and I'm at Jake Thomas
0: Tide. And of course, follow our uh, podcast uh, Twitter feed at Tide Talk underscore Pod. Uh, make sure you, uh, uh, you know, when whatever, however you listen to us, you you give us a good review and you subscribe, subscribe to us there so you don't miss anything. Uh, like we've done this week, and like we mentioned at the very beginning of the podcast uh we do have a uh a new kind of series I guess you can say that that we're going to be doing it's going to be a weekly edition it's just going to be you know probably eight to to twelve minutes long each week it's just it's called this week on tide Talk where we kind of recap uh the last episode and what's happened uh and then kind of give you a little bit of something to look forward to on the future podcast so make sure you listen to all that uh and subscribe to us and follow us and and tweet at us and we just really appreciate all the support it's 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 been a lot of fun doing this and and it just keeps getting better and better so we appreciate the support uh we'll talk to y'all again in a few days roll tide
1: roll tide